chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, starting with verse 26, and it says this, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. All right. So it's Christmas, and uh, I have to share a little bit about this. Uh, you know, as a, as a pastor, and, uh, and maybe, uh, maybe Diana understands this, maybe Diana feels the opposite. I feel like the most pressure as a pastor uh, when it comes to sermon preparation is at Christmas and Easter. All right. Mostly because Christmas and Easter tend to be uh, the time that, uh, that you get a lot of visitors because people are curious, you know, what's going on at the church. But the other part of the pressure from sermon prep side is the fact that, let's say, you know, let's say you're at a church for 15 years. You've got to find something different to preach on the exact same scripture every year for 15 years. Right? Because people are going to notice after about year three if you're just using the same message over and over and over again. And so there's a little bit of a pressure because you're like, man, I want to draw out a new point or something they haven't thought about or, you know. And so, so as, I, as I was getting ready for this morning, uh, this week, I had this thought. You know, I had this thought and I'm like, oh man, they've, they've, if you've been in the church longer than a year, you've heard lots of Christmas messages. <laughs> you know? And I thought to myself, what in the world am I going to preach that they haven't heard before? And, and I heard this little voice in my head that said, that's not what we need. We don't need something new every single week. Sometimes we just need to be reminded of what God does. And so on Wednesday, so on Wednesday, I had the perfect thing happen that is a great story that perfectly goes with our scripture this morning. And, uh, and I get to share it. I have to admit, um, I get the privilege because I'm, uh, because I'm your pastor and I get to speak on Sundays. I get the privilege to share all the cool stories, even if they didn't happen to me. Uh, but we had a really cool story this morning. If you follow me on Facebook, you've already heard it, but you're going to listen anyway. Uh, so uh, this week, we're giving away a car, right? We have the ministry. We're giving away a car. We prayed last Sunday, and uh, man, starting on Monday, that car had so many issues. They could not, Gary and the guys could not get that thing going. And so on Wednesday, they were supposed to give the car, uh, take it to the lady who's, who's going to get it on Wednesday afternoon, and man, that truck still was not working, and so, so Gary remembers that, that this woman had specifically texted him earlier in the week or uh, earlier in their conversation to, to, to say, hey, just so you know, I can drive a stick shift, which seems like a very random comment, 
unless you know the backstory, which is that, you know, we had this little S10 we we're going to give away, but actually we had two S10s that were almost the same color, almost the same year. One was a stick shift, one was not. So when they came in, we thought, man, that stick shift is probably going to be unlikely. A lot of people don't drive stick. We'll, we'll try to give away the automatic first. And so that automatic was the one we'd been working on all week long, right? And so it comes to Wednesday, and so Gary remembers, she can drive a stick. We have this other one. Let's just, let's call her and send her that one. So it worked out great, right? But the point of the story is this. So they go to deliver it, and, you know, of course, she's very thankful. But the person who, who runs the place where she's living right now, like the rehab facility, uh, told Gary that uh, it was unbelievable. That it was unbelievable that this would happen because they had been telling her all week long that this was a scam because people don't just give away cars and that she shouldn't get her hopes up. And so it was unbelievable to them when the car actually showed up. <laughs> so, so I, man, I, this story cracked me up because I thought, man, God is doing such unbelievable things that people think it's a scam, <laughs> right? That is just fantastic to me. Like, <laughs> That, that, is like, that story made my week, right? Because I believe in a God who can do unbelievable things. And sometimes we just need reminded that our God is capable of doing unbelievable things. And if, there is, if there's any season where that is the case, surely it's this one, right? Let's, let's just look for a minute, because I, I think we take this story for granted, okay? I think we take for granted this story of Mary, I want, I want to walk you through this and just, I want you to consider how unbelievable this story is, right? The story starts with Mary, who, if we're being honest, we don't know that much, right? She's just a somebody from somewhere. <laughs> or as, as, as a lot of people, especially those who grow up in a small town, they feel like a nobody from nowhere, right? Mary's just a person. And it says an angel comes to Mary, Okay, an angel. Let's just talk about the fact that it was an angel, right? You guys know they did a study, um, this has been two or three years ago now, but right before COVID, and only uh, like a third of Christians believed in angels, right? A third, that's not just of people in general, a third of Christians, right? So people who follow Jesus, only about a third of them believe in angels. So, so the fact that an angel is a part of this story is immediately unbelievable, literally for most people, <laughs> But this angel, this, this, this creation of God that most of us have probably never seen, and if you, if you read the descriptions of angels in Scripture, they look terrifying, right? There's a reason that when angels show up, their first thing is always, don't be afraid, because <laughs> they're terrifying, right? So the first unbelievable thing is there's this, this being that doesn't make any sense to our physical world minds, right? That's the first thing that's unbelievable, but then the second thing for most of us, the, the one that registers with us, is that he, this angel comes and says, you know, blessed are you, Mary. You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And remember, Mary's just this person, right? Mary's just like you and me. She's living her life, trying to do right by God, you know, trying to make the right decisions, right? She's, she's, get, she's engaged. She's probably looking forward to a wedding. And what does this angel say? You are highly favored. Now, I don't know about you, but if, if, if an angel shows up in my house and says, you know, blessed are you, Chad, who are highly favored by the Lord, my first inclination usually is going to be, well, what does that mean? 
What does it mean to be highly favored by God? Like, I know in my head that God loves me, but he loves everybody else too. <laughs> so what makes me highly favored? You know, I'm just, I'm just some guy from some place. I'm, there's nothing about me that would make me highly favored by God. And you have to imagine Mary's having these thoughts that says she's afraid. Mary's afraid of what that means. Because let's be honest, that's a weird way to greet somebody. <laughs> right? It, and I, and I've, I've, I'm reminded of, uh, you know, in my trips to Africa, uh, the way they greet people. You know, here we're like, you know, I'll, I'll shake your hand and be like, hey, how's it going? What's up? You know, in Africa, it's always like they shake your hand and they're like, praise the Lord, Pastor. He has blessed you so much. And I'm like, okay, hi to you too, <laughs> right? There's, there's a, it's a more spiritual encounter. It's like, I'm going to encounter you, and God's going to be right there in that moment, right? And so it's a different greeting. And so Mary, it says, is, is troubled by this. She's like, what does that mean? And there's a part of me that wonders too, you know, I have enough experience of working with God in partnership with God and, and trying to live into my calling and, and obey him, that if, if an angel's coming to me and saying, you must be highly favored, my, my, other, my second thought is going to be, Oh, what's God asking of me now? Because <laughs> highly favored usually meant he's asking you to do something crazy. Something unbelievable. <laughs> and so, of course, the unbelievable thing, right? Let me, let me get my scripture back out, all right? The unbelievable thing that God is doing is this. Do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Now, this is unbelievable for a few reasons. Okay, First reason is this. Mary, Mary doesn't even know what's happening. Like This is just a lead-in. right? There's no, there's no preparation period. right? There's no, like, here, Mary, do this and this, and then you'll be ready. They're just like, all right, you are highly favored. Okay, and, and I hope you appreciate the irony in this, right? They're like, God favors you so much that you're going to have his child. Holy cow, right? That feels huge, right? To me, when God gives you something that big, it probably doesn't feel like you have God's favor, right? But he's like, look, God favors you, and because of that, you're going to have a child, even though you're not married, <laughs> Even though you're, you're engaged and waiting, even though it is physically impossible for you to have a child, you're going to have a child, and that child's going to be God's, and not only that, it's going to be the Messiah. <laughs> that is huge. Right? It's like, it's like you drop a massive weight. Boom. <laughs> God favors you, so you're going to do this huge thing. Because, see, it, it, it would have been apparent Right? When he describes him, he's going to be the, the, the son of the Most High. This is a, a, an Old Testament phrase about the Messiah. And, and, and he's going to be you know, in the line of David, just like they prophesied about the Messiah. And he's going to be the, the ruler of kingdoms, just like the Messiah. Right? And this is a little side note moment for you. Right? This is my pet peeve in Christmas music. Mary knew. <laughs> right? The song asked, Mary, did you know? She knew. She knew. Because the angel told her directly, you are going to be the mother of the Messiah. Holy moly. Like God, I feel like God's called me to do a lot of big stuff in my life, but that is like a whole nother level. That's a whole nother level. It's unbelievable. 
right? And Mary, Mary here doesn't believe it either. She, and she, she's, she's seeing the unbelievable side from the physical side. She goes, well, I've never even been with a guy. How's that going to work? And he says, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you, right? God is going to get involved. <laughs> and so she looks at it from the unbelievable side of, I'm not married. I can't have children. But there's a, a further unbelievable side, a, a more unbelievable side, which is that Mary is chosen of all people in all times and in all places to birth the Messiah. Like this figure that is like mythical proportions in the Old Testament. People waiting and waiting and waiting for this one person. And Mary not only gets to live in the same time period as him, she's going to be his mom. Holy cow! Right? This whole story is unbelievable. And then consider for a moment the idea of the Messiah in general. Right? The Messiah is an unbelievable act of God. That the God who created all things in the universe, that the God who created you and me, the God that knows every thought that goes through our heads, every feeling that, is, that goes through our hearts. Some, a lot of, and, and if we're being honest, our hearts sometimes can be a little bit deceitful because <laughs> we want something so bad and there's no possible rational reason we should want it. But man, our heart aches for it. <laughs> See, God knows all of these intricate pieces of our lives. He knows every place we fall short. He knows every place we struggle, every place and every time that we've badmouthed somebody. He knows all of them. And still that God decides, I got to do something. I got I to gotta, I gotta bring him back in. <laughs> still that God loves us. That is unbelievable. Because if we're being honest, if we look at it from like how we normally operate, somebody wrongs us, they're automatically on the naughty list. Right? We, we, tend, to, we tend to avoid those people, or sometimes we retaliate and badmouth back. <laughs> Right? And God says, look, you guys have done this to me for years, but you know what? I love you too much. That's unbelievable. It is unbelievable that the, a holy and righteous and always good God would love me. That is unbelievable. And yet, it happened. And it happens every day of our lives. And so I think sometimes we look at this stories like, like with Mary and we think, wow, those amazing things God is doing. What unbelievable things they're doing. And yet I think God still does unbelievable things in our lives. It starts, it starts with Christmas, right? By the Messiah coming and the Savior being here and setting our lives in order. And, and it starts there, but God continues to do unbelievable things in our lives. Things that people think look like scams. God does unbelievable things in our lives. And the, the, the great promise at, at Christmas is that he's not done yet. That God is not done doing unbelievable things in our lives. And, and I love it in Mary's response because she says, well, how's this going to happen? Right? Because <laughs> that's usually my question for God. Well, that's great that you want to do that, God, but how in the world is that going to work? And the, the angel's response is simple. He says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. That God will be with you. He says, look, I'm not, I'm not giving you these unbelievable things, this giant thing about you're going to birth the Messiah and then just going to leave you. The Holy Spirit is going to be with you. 
God is going to guide you through this. Because it says, you know, in, in the old NIV, it said, uh, it said that nothing is impossible with God. That's the way that that last verse was phrased in verse 38. But I love this in the updated NIV, or in 37, it says, for no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. And the reason I love this is because God does a lot of stuff by talking. He does a lot of things by saying things. You think back to, to creation, right? He creates the whole world by just speaking it into existence, right? Let there be light. Let there be animals. Let there be land and water separated, right? He just said it and it happened. So he says, no word of God, nothing God ever says is going to go wrong. Nothing he ever says is going to fail. So in this case, in Mary's case, he said, look, you're going to have this son. He's going to be the Messiah. He's going to rule forever from the house of David. And he's saying, look, it's going to happen because God is going to make it happen. And because God has already said it's going to happen. And so, so, so I want to connect these two things for you, right? The fact that God does unbelievable things and he's not done doing unbelievable things. And that whatever God says is going to happen, is going to happen, Right? I want to connect these two things for you. See, because I think a lot of you are looking at me this morning, and you're thinking, well, that's nice that you think unbelievable things can happen. But I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. You haven't seen the mess in my family that I'm hoping will get reconciled. You haven't seen it. You don't know. Right? You, you haven't seen, seen the hurt that's going on in the heart of this person that I care about. You, you don't know. <laughs> but here's what I do know. Right? That when the Holy Spirit gets involved, when the Holy Spirit gets involved, unbelievable things become reality. Because God said they would. Right? God said that when he sends his Holy Spirit, he would bring peace. So those, those, those messy situations, that if we, if we want to seek peace, peace can be had. Why? Because God said it can. And his word doesn't fail. And there can be healing done in the, in the life of that person who is heartbroken and can't figure out the right answers. There can be healing because God said there would be. In the same way that God said, hey, Mary, you're going to have the Messiah. There's a lot of other stuff in Scripture that God has said would be true. That when Jesus comes and when the Holy Spirit gets involved, the unbelievable becomes reality. And so... My encouragement to you, you guys know, I'm, I am normally, I like to end my message with a challenge, and it makes you think on it all week, right? I, I've, had, I've had people call me on Thursday, and they're like, I can't even sleep, because I'm trying to figure this out, right? That's not what I'm leaving you with this week, all right? Instead, I'm going the opposite route, and I want to just end with a note of encouragement. Because if you have got things in your life that seem impossible, that seem unbelievable, God does a lot of stuff that is unbelievable. A lot of stuff that is unbelievable. He's done it for you already. The fact that he would offer himself for you, the fact that you get to, to wake up this morning, right? There's, I didn't do, and here's, you have thought about this, I didn't do anything to wake up this morning. Like, I didn't choose to wake up, I just woke up. Now, I have children, so somebody else chose that I would wake up, but I woke up. Right? I didn't make that decision. God made that decision. Because <laughs> for, for all I know, I could have not woken up this morning. God made that call for me. 
right? There's a lot of things that are unbelievable. You think about the way your body works, right? You think about like your mind, your conscience. I mean, that's going to get deep. I won't even go there. There's a lot of stuff about our lives that is unbelievable, and yet it happens every single day, day in and day out. And so, so God has been doing unbelievable things in your lives, friends, and I, and I want to just take a moment to encourage you because God is going to continue to do unbelievable things, things that, that, that when you come home and tell your family about, they were not believe. <laughs> I, was just, I was just talking to a guy this morning at our downtown campus after first service uh, who wanted to share this story about uh, in 2018 where he literally died in the pew they pronounced him dead in the church. Down, this is our downtown campus, right? They pronounced him dead in the building, and before he got to the hospital, he was awake again. <laughs> God does unbelievable things. He said he went to his doctor's appointment the next week, and the doctor asked him, what in the world are you doing here? You're the healthiest person I've ever met. <laughs> God does unbelievable things. Unbelievable things. And he's going to continue to do them, all right? So, so my encouragement this week is that as much as if you're looking at your schedule over these next couple of weeks and you're going, how in the world is this all going to work? I want to encourage you because God does unbelievable things. He's going to do unbelievable things this week, and he's going to do them next week, and he's going to keep doing them. So, so look at those, those situations that look difficult and, and like a struggle, and I just want to I want you to look at them and say, you know what? I know God can do something unbelievable here too. And trust and pray. Let's pray. God, we are so thankful for all of the unbelievable things that you do in our lives. We're especially thankful this week of Christmas for the unbelievable thing you did in Mary's life. That you would send your son through Mary to offer himself for us. And so we know that at Christmas, Christmas is the start of this journey toward Easter. It's the beginning of something unbelievable. And so we ask God, as we look at our lives, and even in this moment, as we think of specific situations that need your hand, and we're believing for the unbelievable. We're hoping to see unbelievable things happen right in front of our eyes right in front of our eyes. So Lord, we're asking this morning that you would work unbelievable miracles this week. Things that look like scams, God, because they're too good to be true. We invite you into our lives to do the unbelievable. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.